Hi, I'm Alvian Lyons. And I'm Doug Weiss. And welcome to Love Life. In a few of our other conversations, Douglas, we've talked about um, loneliness and the difference between being alone versus feeling lonely and what that means and, um, and, and how that affects us in various kinds of ways in the context of relationship. But this week's question from one of our listeners is whether or not loneliness can be therapeutic. You know, is there or are there good things that can come out of loneliness that help us to find out who we really are as people? Hmm. So what do you think? Well, I think the answer is is yes. And, and there's probably not a topic that at least I, I don't hear more. Of, you know, this is a very common theme I, I hear people asking about. I, I feel alone. I feel lonely. And there's a sense of unhappiness connected with that. Right. This is not a good state of being to be in. And I certainly understand that. I certainly have experienced being alone and being lonely. In my own case, what it forced me to do was to step back and ask, why? Mm-hmm. What, what is it that I'm experiencing here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it that I'm missing that's not being fulfilled? And this is not easy, but if you stay at that for a while, if you, if you savor it, if you will, you lean into it, you might find a couple of things. First, that you like yourself. Mm, imagine that, that. That being with yourself is fun. You can, you know, in contrast to our topic last week, but you're not the boss of me. Well, you <laughs> will, well, I am the boss of me. I can decide to do this. I can decide to do that. I don't need anybody else to make that decision for me. I can make it for myself. Or in a, in a perhaps uh, uh, more contemplative way, I'm, you know, I'm enjoying the, the quiet, the peace, the solitude of, you know, I think it's three o'clock in the morning and I decided that I want to learn how to make chocolate mousse. I can do that. <laughs> I, but by the way, I have not done that. But, uh, <laughs> but it sounds I'm, like I'm, a great I'm, idea. I, I, I'm thinking that might be interesting. <laughs> but, uh, but I think that the, 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 the therapy that, that's alluded to here is the therapy of being with oneself and exploring what we feel, what we think, who we are. And sometimes you have to ask painful questions to get there. Painful only because they reveal things that we may not be, may not be upfront and present in our minds. May not even be things we want to explore. May be repressed, or may be difficult things. You know, may say, "Well, I don't like that about myself." Well, the good news is you can change it. Hmm. Or you may discover that there are things you really do like about yourself and you may discover that those are things that are particular strengths and that if you were to bring those more to the surface you would have a richer experience in life but it all begins with that introspection and I, I I've, I've debated about this and I would love your take on this Alvian 
there are people who uh, um, have said to me, people I've been in relationship with who said, I'm not uh, an introspective person. I don't, I don't like to go there. I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to peel back the layers. I don't want to see what's inside. Right. What do you think they're really saying? They're afraid of themselves. And it makes me think about a movie that I enjoyed very much. Um, Runaway Bride, if you've ever seen it, with Julia Roberts plays opposite of Richard Gere. Would I cry in it? No, but okay. you'd, you'd be... <laughs> then I can go see it. <laughs> I'm famous think, for crying in movies. I think you'd be very entertained by it. Yeah. Um, but in the movie, basically, Julia over and over again gets all the way up to the wedding and ends up running at the wedding. So she never seems to be able to get past that threshold to become somebody's wife because of some unclear, quote unquote, issues that exist. But nobody could put their finger on it over the years. And Richard Gere was very interested in the story that uh, he kept hearing in this small town. And he decides that he's going to go report on this story and ends up falling in love with Julia Roberts in the process. And without ruining it, um, there comes a point, basically, that Richard says to her that she really doesn't know who she is because she has jumped from relationship to relationship to relationship. And Julia ends up having to spend a moment alone after running from the last marriage. She spends some time alone to figure out what it is that makes her who she is. She didn't even know. One of the things he did when he asked all of her previous fiancés is how does she like her eggs? And every single man gave a different answer. And one of the things that she did when she was by herself is to figure out what is her favorite style of eggs. She didn't even know herself because she was always the reflection of whoever she was with. And I think the therapy that we are speaking to is the importance of knowing who you are so that you whole individual is meeting this other person whole individual that together create a whole relationship but when you don't even know who you are it's literally like trying to make or get directions from point A to point B, but you don't know where point A is. So the GPS cannot take you to where you want to go because you have no starting point. And relationships require starting points so that I am here. And here doesn't have to be a perfect place, but at least I know where I am. And you are here. And there doesn't have to be a perfect place, but at least I know where you are. And we can move from these two definite locations to wherever we need to go together. But that is virtually impossible if both of us or one of us is significantly unclear about our identity. And having time alone gives you a chance to start to examine that. And that's the thing that some people are afraid of. What will I discover about me if I actually have to be my own best friend? Yeah. I have a friend who... um who's uh, not a particularly religious person, but a very spiritual person. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean that someone who absolutely has a a strong 
abiding relationship with God. But not in any conventional sense. Right. Doesn't go to church, doesn't pray in the sense of any kind of formal prayer. Ritualistic process. Mm-hmm. Her prayer is, is walking on the beach, which she does often alone and is perfectly content, can be gone for hours walking on the beach. When I lived in, in New Hampshire, my, my temple, my church was the woods. Uh, I loved walking in uh, through, you know, unbeaten paths, if you will, these tall, majestic pine trees that grew in a particular part of New Hampshire where I lived. And it was quiet, but not silent. It was quiet. And I was alone with myself, by choice, alone with myself. And I, I just let my mind go, you know, sort of the not quite mindfulness meditation, but let my mind go where it was going to go. But with a thought in the back of my mind that I had before I went into the woods. And often my, my friend, uh, Susan, does this. She, she has something on her heart that she wants to think about. And she uses that long walk with the waves in the background as a form of meditation. I think that this is the kind of sense of being alone with yourself that is incredibly healthy. And if you enter into it without a fear that you're going to find something you might not like, um, then you're going to have a rich experience. Mm -hmm. And you may indeed find some things that you're not happy about. But, but you you're not going to find them in a threatening them. way. Right. You don't have to be afraid of them. Right. And it's and to your point, I I always think that if you don't enjoy your own company, mm-hmm. how then can you expect somebody else to enjoy your company? Because much of our interaction is governed by our sense of self-worth and comfort in our own skin. And if I'm afraid to be alone with my own thoughts, then who would want to sit in those thoughts with me? Then taking into relationship a fear of really being vulnerable per our previous shows. Because if I open all of me up, you will then see the very things that I'm afraid of seeing about Mm -hmm. myself. And if I can get comfortable with those things, my imperfections, my issues, even my even my ugly spots, if I can get comfortable with them, not apathetic about them, because we all need to grow, but comfortable, then it makes it easier for me to share that space with someone else so that we may grow together. So being alone with ourselves is opportunity to be able to not be afraid of looking at ourselves naked in the proverbial mirror. Mm -hmm. You know, Alvin, as I think you know, I have a propensity for uh, for having conversations with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I call them that. They're not. It's not praying. They're they're just conversations, conversations. and and they can occur anywhere, anytime. Friend, um, so often not? in the car. <laughs> um, that's a good place. Uh, sometimes walking in the woods or on the beach or someplace like that. But sometimes they just happen. You know, while I'm out doing yard work, um, it, it doesn't matter where it is. 
thing that's common about those conversations for me is that they're an opportunity for me to talk out loud about what's on my heart. Mm -hmm. And in those conversations, I can say things like, I'm, I'm uncomfortable about this. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I should do about that. I don't know what, how I feel about this. And I can also say things like, I'm not very happy about how I handled that. Mm-hmm. There's no judgment attached to that because I feel perfectly comfortable that God's not judging me, that he's already forgiven me for for all the stupid things that I've done. Um, and loves you. And in the context of those conversations, that that's the kind of introspection that allows me to have an honest dialogue with myself about who I am and what I think and what's concerning me in a healthy way. It's not bottled up. It's not pushed aside, sublimated, or or vented, uh, you know, in, in, in some inappropriate way, but instead in a kind of thoughtful, quiet, uh, peaceful way, I can allow those thoughts to come to the surface. And I can be critical of myself in those moments without beating myself up. You know, I can say, you didn't do it, right? You know, Sorry, Lord, I, I didn't do a really good job of that, you know, or, you know, <laughs> I, I was really particularly um, bullheaded, wasn't I? <laughs> you know, and and I, I have a friend who, who years ago, he, he's now deceased, but years ago I I, I ran into him um, uh, one day and, and asked him, because I hadn't seen him for a while, where he had been. And he said, you know, lately I've been having beers with God. <laughs> 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 At the time, you had to know the guy. Um, I thought that was a very funny uh, way to put it. But but he but he, he had learned the same secret that you know for him it was you know he he'd just go walk out on his back deck and w- with a with a bottle of beer and um, and and have talk you know um, and I just I love the 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 straightforwardness of that comment because it's exactly how I approach it. And I've talked to a lot of other people who have this, this habit um, who have found a way and, you know, if you don't want to talk to God, pick somebody that you want to talk to. Um, You know, I'm not telling you what you should do, but I am telling you that have a conversation, have it out loud, talk out the things that are, that are in your heart that's the, a great way to avoid um, uh, turning being alone into loneliness. Mm-hmm. We have to learn to be our own best friends, though. We tend to be more kind in the way that we talk to others than the way that we talk to ourselves. And if we learn to be our own best friends, then being alone will not feel like loneliness. Rather, it will be the best friendship you've ever created because you started first with yourself and then you can invite someone else in. Another incredible episode of Love Life. Sometimes the things that come out in these conversations, <laughs> I think, stun us as much as... I think they're therapeutic they, for us, too. Yeah, I hope they are for you. 
We so treasure your uh, our listeners. Yes, and, and thank, thank you for you. joining us. And thank our, our friends, Barbara Ham Lee, our producer, and Todd Washburn, our recording engineer, um, for their friendship. Until and next we, time. Yeah, next week. Indeed.